0: Before you even think about a loyalty program, just be super mindful of how you're showing up in email and SMS. They're not just asking for that next sale, they're actually caring for why I need that product again. Directly asking them, what benefits have you gotten from our product? Why do you keep purchasing it? So much of it is the repetition.
1: This is The Retention Road, a podcast that uncovers actionable retention strategies for your D2C brand. Deb interviews the top in-house retention marketers to help you increase repeat purchase rate, drive customer loyalty, and build community. Enjoy the episode. Hey everyone. Welcome to the Retention Road Podcast. Today I'm joined with Monica from Mario Wellness. Monica, how's it going?
0: So good. Thank you so much for having me today.
1: Uh, a pleasure. Where whereabouts you are you from?
0: Yeah, I'm located just outside of Jackson, Wyoming.
1: Jackson, Wyoming, yeah. I I I know one more person in the DDC space who is in Wyoming. I, I think that's Tim from Range Leather.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We're pretty close. Um, Wyoming is a big, wide open state, right. but definitely know that Tim's here as well. There's a couple of us. There's a couple here around me. It's, it's a small community here, but okay. it exists.
1: <laughs> nice, nice, nice. Amazing. Good to hear that. Good to hear that. Okay, cool. So could you like, you know, tell me a little bit about yourself, your brand and what, what have you been doing for, you know, uh, for the, for the past few years in marketing and retention?
0: Yeah. So I'm the founder of Marea We are a menstrual wellness brand that supports women with a nutritional product, a drinkable supplement and Marea launched in 2020 we have been bootstrapped. Prior to that, I was working as the director of marketing at another e-commerce brand. Um, so have been in the D2C space for the last, oh my gosh, I don't even know, maybe like eight years or something, but the last like two and a half really as a founder and have also done a ton of supporting other brands through Email marketing, Clavio, SMS, like really on that retention email marketing side.
1: That that is amazing. I was just watching a video of yours on your YouTube channel, which is fantastic, by the way. Everyone should should subscribe. And it was it was this you're describing this entire post purchase journey for this brand called Canopy and how it uh, how it can be better. And I was like, yeah, that's that's retention. Like you know, for everything after the purchase, what, what you do, how you bring them back, how you keep them, how you satisfy them. That's all about attention. Do you, yeah, do you agree I, with that?
0: Yeah. I mean, I think so many brands and it's like so interesting because I get so excited to purchase from these D2C darling brands. You know, you see them, they're beautiful. They're really reinventing a, a product space. And then it seems like all of their sole focus goes into acquisition. And once someone has purchased, they're forgetting to support the customer. and. We don't want people to just purchase once, right? Like brands want customers to come back. You've acquired them. You've put in the hard work. You've paid for it. It really comes down to building that customer relationship and not just thinking about before the purchase, but thinking about after the purchase and the full customer life cycle.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, I I mean, one of the reasons I started this podcast was I just saw like everyone's, even even on the DDC Twitter, right? You would see one, two threads, maybe every quarter on retention, right? When I was working at Wonderment, we launched this wi file for post-purchase transactional emails because th- those are so, so important. And I'm like, why Why is no, nobody talking about these things? So I discovered there are two reasons: either they have, you know, they don't have the bandwidth, they don't have the resources to focus on retention, or they just know don't know how to start. Yeah, like I mean, they have no idea how to do retention, which is which is absolutely fine. Yeah, I I think uh, well, what I want to start with, you know, properly today's podcast would be what's your overall strategy for Maria? Yeah,
0: I think coming from this place of really caring about retention, really caring about our customers in a deep way, especially, you know, we're solving a pretty intimate problem for our customers. It's a taboo topic. We've been taught not to really talk about it. And so people are coming to us and wanting to share because it's something they've had to hold so close and not get to share with a lot of people. So we've really started with a retention first strategy in that we're always thinking about how do we care for the customer? And it's not, I mean, it is about acquiring customers. I think I lean a little bit too far on the retention side sometimes, where I'm just like, build relationships, build relationships. And I'm not always like, sell. Like, I I definitely have my faults where I'm, I'm forgetting the selling part often. I'm like, I just want all these friends and community. So we've really focused on community building. We've really focused in on, building relationships with our customer, understanding the customer needs, understanding the customer problem, and making sure that that full life cycle is really kind of coddling our customer. So a big focus for us is just getting that direct feedback from the customer through the whole experience. We have so many, I can't even... Like, I don't even know where they all are, but so many plain text emails that just go out to our customers that are just like, Hey, we noticed you did this action, but you didn't take the next step. Like, is there something keeping you from doing that? And we're looking for feedback. And that is to help us help the next customer not have that same problem. Same with post purchase. You know, we're really thinking about, How's your experience been so far? How can we make it better? What information are you needing? And then always trying to implement that information and make sure the customer really feels coddled the entire journey. That's,
1: uh, that's an amazing strategy. I think a community first strategy is the way to build in 2023 because, well, ads are freaking expensive and iOS uh, 14.5 didn't do any favors to uh, the media buyers. Uh, I mean, you talk about community. One brand instantly comes to mind, which is House of Wives, which is also, uh, you know, in a space which is like not very talked about. And you know, Amanda, she's done a brilliant job building the whole community and taking it to a million dollars in ERA. I think it's more than that uh, when she sold. I want to come back to this you know in a bit, but you know, just to keep things spicy a little bit. What what was your you know. Biggest campaign, or what was your like? You know, one campaign that was like, "Whoa, this is!" I didn't expect this, and it just happened, and it just like, blew it out of proportions.
0: Are, are we talking like acquisition or retention? More... Retention, okay. Retention would be
1: great. <laughs> yeah,
0: did. yeah. I think, <laughs> I think for us, the campaign or the kind of moment that has made the biggest impact across all channels across our entire marketing strategy is we have an automation that's ongoing that invites a customer once they've made their third purchase with us. So being a subscription product, we have people purchasing with us like their third purchase. Often they get a Calendly link, an email with a Calendly link to schedule time to talk to me and Customer interviews have been a crucial aspect of our strategy. Shout out to Caitlin Burgoyne, who has clarity call sheets. If you haven't heard of this, like go and look it up right now. I use some of her scripts, you know, I've, I've adjusted some of her scripts for these calls. And although I wouldn't say it's creating this, like, it's not like a viral effect, But what we're doing is creating these singular relationships with customers where the people that I have talked to one-on-one, those people then go and share it with five to 10 friends and they become super fans. And so that has started to kind of create this community where I have customers now who follow me personally on Instagram and just really are super fans of me. So I know that, you know, the next products that we launch or the next thing that we talk about, like they're on board with me because they get it. Additionally, like I, rec- all those calls are recorded. And so we go back and comb through them and really are listening to the language that's getting used by the customer. So we're asking them how they would explain the product to a friend. We're asking them what problem we were solving for them. We're hearing all these things and then translating that into our copy, whether that is ad copy, website copy, social media, and how we talk about the problem we're solving, how we talk about how we solve it, how we talk about the product, it's all words from our customers. And, you know, we can sit behind the scenes as marketers. And even, I mean, I'm a user of our product. Like that's why it was created. And I can assume the problem that everyone else is having. I can assume what language is going to connect with them. But when it's actually coming from the end user, we find that it just hits so much harder
1: that is such such a brilliant strategy i don't know why everyone is not doing it right i mean talking to your customers just understanding their pain points i mean that's that's marketing 101 right like you know understanding your customer understanding the pain points and accordingly solving it yeah and yeah shout out to caitlin her clarity sheets are freaking brilliant uh, so brilliant so, she so also good. has
0: she also has like data mining reviews. Yeah, I can't yeah, remember yeah, the yeah. name of it, but- yeah. um, Mining reviews,
1: yeah, basically. From yeah, I purchased yeah.
0: that from her too. And it's like the same thing because you can pull so much copy from your customer reviews. So across the board, like utilize your customers to be able to better sell to new customers because it's, it's amazing how you're like, oh, I never thought of phrasing it like that. But it turns out like- your customer will write the best hook for you, 100%.
1: <laughs> oh, I, I don't doubt it for a second. I mean, we I, I come from a very typical SaaS background and we have to do it, right? So our literal, like uh, one of the copy frameworks, uh, what, using voice of customer to write uh, your entire landing page copy, that literally you know is just reframing what your customer is saying. So completely, completely on board with that. I want to pull on this community thread a little bit more because this is like very interesting and not very talked about. So you, you have a private Facebook community, you have a general sense of community around Instagram, TikTok, uh, and your and your personal brand as well, which you kind of amalgate with your you know product, right? Uh, with your company. How does that entire thing fit into the retention strategy of the brand?
0: So Especially as a hormone health brand, we see our product as one piece of the larger puzzle. And I think that this is true for a lot of brands, right? Like you're solving a problem where there are probably a lot of other things that a person can do that will support in the, in, you know, that problem. It's like, for example, canopy, you know, they're using humidifiers for skincare, And while yes, like using humidifier is going to help your skincare, so is like the food you eat, so is hydrating, so is your skincare routine. And we really like in our community to educate on the other parts that are also going to make our product more effective. So we're kind of giving that education, that free information, that guidance that is so much more than just our product but it's also going to help our customers see better results with our product. So if someone starts taking our supplement and also starts getting better sleep and eating healthier, the overall effect is going to be so much more. So we can help them see results faster by also providing the quote unquote, other things to them that are really easy to implement in their life. So we use those channels, um, social, social, um, we actually moved our community group to Geneva. So our private group is over in Geneva now. And like my personal brand, I'm always telling them, like telling the community, these are my, my daily routines. And part of that is the Maria elixir, of course. So it's, it's really that educational side where, we're showing that we provide value beyond just asking them to buy a product for us.
1: That is interesting. And now, so your, your personal brand, and uh, it can reach to both your, let's say, you know, first-time customers as well as repeat customers, people who follow you, right? How do you ensure that, you know, for instance, let's say somebody purchased one of your products, right? How do you ensure that through your videos, through the community, you are pushing the complimentary or, or the next product, next step in the journey as well to those repeat customers?
0: Yeah, we actually have been a single product company up until just recently. We just launched a second product. So I think cross-selling and is something that we're figuring out, um, but also just showing routines and habit building and integrating the products together, how they support each other, how every month is different for a woman. And one month you might be symptom free, one month you're not. And so this product can help on the months where you're really feeling it, but you're going to take our base product all the time. So it's just showing complementary uses for the products. And then I think so often people are just influenced by seeing someone else everyday routine and how the products fit in. And so it's really just repetition. So often in marketing, I think we can get in this mindset of, oh, I just said this. I can't say it again. I see that a lot with my email marketing clients of they're like, how come the content is similar in our welcome flow as it is in our post-purchase, you know, like retelling brand story. And I'm like, a lot of people probably didn't read that first email They just got their discount code purchased. Now they're getting post-purchase. And it's like, we need to brand build again. We need to tell people the same story over and over again, because it might take 10, 14 times for them to hear about this product before they purchase. It's the same thing that, that I see with influencer marketing, right? Like an influencer talks about a product once. Yeah. Some people convert an influencer talks about a product 10 times over a month period. And people are like, wow, they really like this product. I have to try it. It takes repetition. Marketing takes repetition. And so for us, it's just, you know, being really consistent with showing up and talking about our products, talking about how to use our products, talking about how our customers are seeing results with them, just coming at it from different angles and really, really working in reps. It's
1: 2023. It should be easy to work with creators by now. Yet most of us are still stuck in spreadsheets, scouring databases, and still paying for inauthentic content. That's where Bounty comes in. Bounty is a Shopify app that puts TikTok, UGC, and partnerships on autopilot for your brand. Yeah. Incentivize your customers to share videos on TikTok after they purchase. Those who get paid on a CPM basis, all content is automatically saved. In the app where you can manage usage rights and spark codes in just a few clicks to start automating ugc and creator marketing for your store simply visit bounty.co to book a demo that's bounty.co to book your demo today marketing is repetitions without a doubt i agree with that and i i know 90 percent of the brands don't do it right because they're like oh we said this already you know this is this this was in our welcome first welcome flow like, guys, come on, it's been 90 days. They they probably forgot you exist. Okay, so changing tracks a little bit. Uh, what percentage of your customers are repeat and how do you ensure that percentage sustains as well as grows over time?
0: We have our around 40% repeat customers. I'd say we probably, <laughs> like I said this already, but I'm really bad at focusing on acquisition. Like I just want, I'm like, Okay, we have these people let's like That's keep them in our network. <laughs> so, it's it's really interesting to see that number where the a lot of our customers have been with us for honestly, I see customers and they're on their like 24th purchase. We have a very retention focused business and it it's just because it's me, like I I, I can't help it. But we have a pretty high, I'd say, repeat purchase rate. And in terms of like ensuring that it continues, it's just all the things that I'm talking about. You know, we're always iterating on how we're showing up for our customers. We're always trying to be innovative about how the customer can, t- can continue to use the product. Repetition, all of these things that we've been talking about.
1: That's amazing. I think that's a good segue into fan favorite question from you know from my research is what's your most profitable retention flow sms email combined whatever and can you break it down a little bit into what goes into those emails and sms and how how can a new brand actually implement that
0: i would probably say i mean i don't even know if this is considered a retention flow but like our post purchase you know w- we really pr- provide so much value there and the biggest time you see a drop off, I think is after the first purchase, someone has tried the product and they're either going to keep using it or they're going to not come back. Like that's the big deciding factors between first purchase and second purchase. Are we going to get that second purchase from the customer? So in that time frame, that first month, we're really honing in on, all right, let's help this person build this into their routine. Um, So we have an email that goes out that's strictly about like creating a new habit with a consumable product. You really want a customer to make it part of their everyday because you want them to consume it. So they come back and they're going to see the best benefit, whether it's skincare or supplements by being regular with the product. Right. So we're really pushing on, okay, how can you integrate this in your routine? How can you build the habit? We also have worked in an email that covers like common customer FAQs. So there are, you know, adding a new ingestible into your routine. There are some things to be thoughtful of. How is it going to be most effective? So we really cover all of those topics. And then depending on if it's subscription or if they purchase like just a one-time purchase, obviously we kind of split how we're talking to the customer there where, The person on subscription, we're making sure they understand the subscription itself, um, making them feel comfortable with what their options are in terms of adjusting their ship date, skipping, canceling, all of that. So we're being really forthright with like, you have a subscription, here's how you manage that. I think that is so important and something that I've seen so many brands go wrong with Is either they don't have their upcoming subscription flow set up. They're not being transparent with the customer, excuse me, about the trans, the subscription. And like, I hate subscribing to something and then feeling confused about how I manage the subscription because you don't want to feel like you don't want to feel like you're stuck. So with those people, we're really like coaching them through that side of things with the one time purchasers. Or trying to get them to transition to subscription or if they are more comfortable with just purchasing when they need to or making sure that we're showing up in their inbox before they need they need to reorder. So trying okay. to pull the repurchase date up, but also doing it in a way that is helpful to them. You know, we want to be like consistency is so important with your new routine. Don't miss a day. Make sure Like you're getting more before you run out. And we've seen that be really successful in that people are like, thank you for the reminder. Like, I almost forgot to reorder. So, those are that's kind of off the top of my head. That's really what our post purchase looks like. And like I said, between first purchase and second purchase, that's really our key time to shine in terms of getting the customer to trust us and getting them to see our brand as something that's being helpful rather than something that's like getting sold to them.
1: That is that is amazing and a brilliant explanation of how post-purchase should be done, especially from a subscription standpoint. Going a little deeper into that. Okay, for a few questions. One, uh, how many emails do you send on an average between the first purchase and to get to the second purchase, right? That's one. And second would be, What are the types of emails that go into? I understand those are educational emails. There are like reminder emails, but if you could illustrate the types, that'd be great for the audience.
0: Yeah. So in that flow, there is, thank you for purchasing email. There's two educational emails at least, and then reminder emails in terms of like transactional, whether that's something that's coming up, their orders, their next shipment's coming up or... You know, it's time for you to skip, adjust your ship date, whatever that is. There's probably five emails total in between first purchase and second purchase. After that, it gets a little bit more sparse because those people are getting attention from just our general emails. Even in our campaign emails, we're doing a lot of educating. We have a podcast. So we do a lot of information crossover from the podcast to our email list but but I'd say there's probably four or five in that first purchase to second purchase period. And a lot of them are brand building, trust building, and trying to get the second purchase of that first product. We really don't start pushing cross-sell product until after they've made their first purchase or their second purchase, if they're a subscriber Because then we're offering, you can add it to your shipment or if they are, were a one-time purchaser or a subscriber and they canceled, we try to cross sell on the other product then. So we're kind of giving them some breathing room, like, okay, let's get them comfortable with this first product, wherever they started with us. And then we can try to sell more. Like I said, I hate being like, I hate pushing selling, which is probably my downfall as a marketer. (laughs) (laughs) is I just want everyone to feel cozy and comfortable. Um, So Uh, we definitely are less selling, hard selling than I think we probably could be.
1: (laughs) That's that's definitely one way to go about, you know, building a great brand. I don't disagree with that. You, You know, you do you, right? okay so a bunch of things you can do in retention right you can have a loyalty program you can have affiliates you can have ambassadors you can have sms email what have you seen from your experience across you know building two brands your previous and this one your personal one and of course advising hundreds others what have you seen have worked the channels that have worked the best for retention
0: Loyalty programs, I think, work wonders. It's not something I've implemented with my brand yet. Um, I feel like you can only like do so many things at once and it just hasn't been a priority yet, but just implemented a new loyalty program with a client who, you know, they're doing about a million a month and it is amazing the repurchase incentive that happens just from people getting points, wanting to build their points, being reminded they have points in a loyalty program. So I think if you have a good size audience and you're, you don't have a loyalty program, it can be really beneficial. There's some psychology around people gaining points and then wanting to use them towards things. It's like, you know, you go to an arcade and you get tickets and you like get to pick a prize at the end. It's like that. So loyalty programs, I think are super valuable and I've seen it work and just do wonders for a lot of brands that I've worked with. And then of course, like, I think before you even think about a loyalty program, just be super mindful of how you're showing up in email and SMS doing the things to make the customer feel like, oh, they're not just asking for that next sale but they're actually caring for why I need that product again. You know, they're reminding me the problem they're solving for me, especially if you are solving a real problem for a person. It's so often you solve the problem with the product and we see it all the time where a customer, it takes them not having the product for a month or two to realize the impact it was having. And so keeping that in mind too, people unsubscribe, if you have a subscription product, people unsubscribe and maybe a month or two from now, they're really missing the product, but they didn't make the connection. So how can you make that connection for them and, and showing up again and being like, Hey, are those symptoms coming, creeping back in? Are you having a hard time sleeping? Like all of those things and really reminding them, but kind of having to be the, the, the consistent reminder.
1: Yeah. Marketing is all about repetitions. I think uh, we we keep coming back to that. Follow-ups on loyalty, right? So again, a couple of questions. One would be, how do you set up a decent loyalty program that actually is useful? Because I think a lot of brands just set up loyalty and then forget about it. Like customers, they're gaining points. They don't really care. Okay. Points. Yeah. What's, what's the use of it? So that's, that's question one, like how, how do you set up a good loyalty program? And second, how do you ensure that, you know, you you touched upon this a little bit, but let's go deeper. How do you ensure that the customers actually use it?
0: Yeah. I I think the theme of today's podcast is repetition, (laughs) but okay. Setting up a good loyalty program, go to your best customers and actually ask them, Hey, you are like the VIP of the VIP you've purchased from us six times. What would make you feel like rewarded? What would make you feel important? Have those conversations or maybe like do a survey with your top customers um, and, and see what kind of rewards they they really want. You might think, oh, I need to give away free product to people who have reached this point where when your customers are like, I just want free shipping, that would be sick. And you're like, oh, like that's such a low barrier but it can make all of the difference in the customer psychology and in them feeling important to you. So go to your customers and ask. And then I think in terms of the customers understanding the program, it's just making sure that you're communicating clearly what the benefits are. If you have different tiers, so, you know, different point levels. And obviously there's like so many apps that all of this can be set up in that makes it super easy to manage and then integrates perfectly into Clavio where you can send, okay, someone hit a thousand points, send them an email, let them know what that means. Let them know what their rewards are. Someone hit 2000 points again, let them know what that looks like. So just being super clear in communication and then reminding them as they're reaching those marks and it comes down to even repetitions in getting people to sign up for the loyalty program. Hey, you have points waiting for you. Make sure you claim them. That's in post-purchase, right? They've already made the purchase. They can already claim points. How can they do that? Just be clear, communicate. It's like any relationship you have to communicate or no one knows, like no one can read your mind. <laughs>
1: That is that is so true. Uh, your customers can't definitely read you know your mind for sure. So just ask them and ensure that they they know that they have loyalty points or loyalty tiers or whatever your however your set, setup is. Okay, cool. I think we have covered a lot of this really really well. I want to again switch gears a little bit and talk about how do you measure retention and like in the right way, right? I think you could measure ten different things, right? But what are the what are the like the indicators of that your retention is going really well
0: yeah so this definitely varies from subscription brand to non subscription brand but obviously i think repeat purchase rate is is a huge one you want to know that people are coming back and repurchasing from you subscription retention rate you know you're really looking at your unsubscribe rate looking into cohort analysis of i i think too like thinking of seasonality Are you getting a bunch of people purchasing during the holidays that never come back? And like, what, how can you be more mindful?
1: It's 2023. It should be easy to work with creators by now, isn't it? Yet most of us are still stuck in spreadsheets, covering databases and paying for inauthentic content from creators who don't really care about your products. Do they? That's where Bounty comes in. Bounty is a Shopify app that puts TikTok, UGC, and partnerships on autopilot for your store. Bounty works by incentivizing your customers to share videos on TikTok after they purchase. Users get paid on a CPM basis, and all content is automatically saved in the app where you can manage usage rights and Spark codes in just a few clicks. Bounty also supports gifting with automated auto creation and with invite flows and links. It's easy to leverage Bounty's incentive structure for any creator you want to work with. When you're ready to start automating your GC and creator marketing for your store, just visit Bounty.co for a demo. Once again, that's Bounty.co to book your demo. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Retention Road. If you like this podcast, please subscribe on YouTube or leave us a rating review on Apple and Spotify. Thanks again to our sponsor, Bounty, for supporting the show.